for $10,000. We asked who is the most awesome podcast man in the world. You said Johnny Cabas. This is for $10,000. Survey says, ding! Johnny Cabas! car in for some reason parked your car you put it in park got out and you saw a trap door in the corner and decided to open it up see if there's any loot there you know you've been looking for that level 35 flame sword you open the door and you saw a ladder you go down the ladder and you ended up in the sausage hut woo I'm Johnny Kilbasa, your humble host. I've laid out finger sandwiches. I've laid out assorted pickled um, pickles. Five different kinds of potato chips. Doritos of every shape and color. Lots of booze. Lots of fake plants in the corner. A widescreen television, fast internet, and I'll give you the Wi-Fi password just because you're here. Thanks for coming, and thanks for listening. Somehow you found this. Maybe you heard me on the Mark Aram show where I do the Game of Thrones Minute and the Fast Food Review. I'm on a show three times a week about 11.40 p.m., I know that you can decide whether or not you want to watch Jimmy Fallon give a monologue or if you want to listen to Johnny Kielbasa make jokes about cheeseburgers. We all know the better choice right there, right? You, you. I love cheese. Just about in every form. I've been listening to the Monty Python Python cheese shop sketch. It's been on my phone for a long time now and... It's I love Monty Python and I love the cheese shop sketch just for the pure listing of different cheeses and the machine gun negative responses to all of them. I read somewhere that John Cleese didn't think that sketch was funny after Graham Ch- after he read it from Graham. I think Graham Chapman wrote it. Chapman, is that his name? Graham Chapman. I, I think it's hilarious and. It seems like the first sketch comedy of all time, if that was the first sketch comedy of all time, was is still the best. Not just because they were the template, but because their sketches were so damn funny. I used to watch that back when it was on MTV. Oh, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Remote Control and Monty Python was the best hour of television on cable at that time. It certainly was.
bought bag cheese for a while for the longest time really just because i thought eh, i can you know spread it out and use it instead of bit getting chunked but you know it seems like i don't know what they do to that bag shredded cheese but they put something on it it just seems like it takes forever to melt i'll get you know i stir fry things a lot and usually finish it off with a handful of cheese whatever it is and then wrap it in a tortilla it's like coming to my kitchen is pretty much like going to one of those mongolian barbecues every night you pick what you want, you put it in a pile, you add a lot of heat, and then when nobody's looking, you go over to the salad bar and grab a handful of cheese and then put it on top of everything and wrap it in a tortilla and shove it down as fast as you can and wash it with some grape soda. I don't know why, but grape soda's officially become the official soft drink of the Sausage Hut with the tiki torches right down here. So I've been going, I went back to hunk cheese basically lately. I'm giving up the convenience of shredded cheese for the better meltability. Now you probably said, well, I would never buy shredded cheese because I'm a snobby foodie. Or you're saying, well, I don't really eat cheese because it's not good for you. I like to eat clean when I'm at home. Try to eat clean. Try to eat on clean plates, but that doesn't happen most of the time. Ho! (laughs) So there's usually a chunk of cheese that's on sale where I shop. So I get a couple of those, and I bet Clark Howard would tell you that you should wait. For when cheese is on sale, buy a bunch of it and then freeze stuff and then take the cheese out and use it. I'm telling you the same thing. Except when I buy cheese, I don't usually freeze it. It just ends up everything gets double, triple cheese. (laughs) I got a cheese grater with like three different gauges on it. So you can go with the long, long strip, which I mean, I could just use a knife for that. Then you've got your normal gauge shred and then your fine shred that I guess you would use for a Parmesan if you were to buy a hunk of Parmesan. Now, I don't buy hunks of Parmesan. That's a little pretentious because I'll just get the the little thing of, I don't even, craft Parmesan. That's I mean, that's much. you got to draw the line somewhere. But sometimes I found out with your thicker yellow cheeses, if you use the small gauge Parmesan thing, if it's not too small... You can get this these little cheese nuggets, little mini nubs of cheese to go on top of your stir-fry. Yeah, apparently, why doesn't anything in Chinese food have cheese? Did they not, you know, they've... We have the internet now. You would think that there would, somewhere along the line, Chinese food would incorporate cheese at some point. I never see cheese on anything. Why can't I get a cheese egg roll? Why can't I get... Uh, you know, pizza stir fry. Hey, wait a second. Pizza stir fry. Pepperoni sausage, a little red sauce, pizza sauce, cheese. Back in the day when I worked at this pizza shop in the small town where I grew up, they used to, <laughs> the dude's dad and stepmom would show up and they, you know, with three packs of Pall Mall unfiltered. 
and set on down and just sit there for like three hours and just chain smoke and eat everything in sight while, you know, I'm a kid trying to take orders for pizza. And it's just like a thick haze of smoke back when everybody smoked inside. Didn't matter. Between the, the pizza smoke coming out of the oven because there's always some grease dripping down and the constant pall malls and then the the dude who ran the place would smoke red apples i mean just i mean they were just chaining them off just chaining them off well the and these people are from southeastern kentucky which i I, anybody in southeastern kentucky i have a special place in my heart for but they call the dude the grandpa called it uh he would make himself a plate of slop so a plate of slop, this pizza place made pizza in pans, not on screens like all these hot shot fast pizza places today. So you get a pizza pan that was all, essentially a pie pan, and then you just throw toppings on it, you know, pepperoni, mushroom, sausage, onion, and then cheese, and then throw that in the oven, and you just call it, and it would just melt into this pile of awesomeness. Call it slop. <laughs> And then if you were lucky, he'd get a bag of sour cream and onion and just smash it up and throw it on top of it. Oh. Then get a, a gyro pita and just sop it, sop up all the grease with the gyro pita and just throw that down while smoking a filterless. Was it Paul Mall? No. What were the other ones? The ones that are toasted. Maybe Camel No Filters? No, I forget. I forget which filterless filterless cigarette that these people would you know and they lived forever these people there's something about people from southeastern kentucky that are impervious to any sort of anything you know you can smoke three packs a day drink four cases of beer and do whatever else you want and they'll live forever i don't know what it is must be the the mountains so what was i talking about cheese so i was talking about cheese if you please And I just love cheese, and I, now I love it in, in chunks. It's it pre- predicts it produces a different dynamic, okay. Whereas when you when I have those late night smash attacks where you just stand in front of the go to the refrigerator, open it up, stand in front of it, and grab things and just shove it in. It's not the same. Like if you go and you need some cheese, and you go to the the deli drawer and grab a bag of shredded and you take a big chaw of that like it was mail pouch tobacco it's just not the same as taking out that hunk of colby that this kind of half wrap the wrappers came off of it and, and just taking a honk right off of it like just snapping it off <laughs> i like doing that late at night drunk and coming down the next morning and opening up the fridge and just seeing you know <laughs> this hunk of cheese not wrapped up, not put back in the deli drawer with just teeth marks out of it. Like a Wolverine had gotten to it. Yeah, what can you do? I'm a cheeseaholic. I'm a, I, I can, if they told me that I only, if they, if they told me I had, I could either die next week or eat cheese for that week or eat, live the rest of my life healthy or just eat cheese, but I couldn't eat cheese 
And if I could just eat cheese for a week and die after that week, I would eat cheese. I'd get every piece of cheese that I could possibly get my hands on and eat it all and die a happy man. So there. What do you think about that? Let's see what we think about that. My my love affair with Classic Family Feud episode is still continuing. Because Richard Dawson was the greatest game show host of all time. I hope if you listen to any of my earlier podcasts, I hope you've gone and found Classic Classic Family Feud episodes. Because that's right. <laughs> that's not right. Oh, jeez. What are you going to do? You want to play? You want to pass? You want to play? You want to pass? We'll play. We'll play. We'll play. We'll play. Tell me. We surveyed 100 people. Top five answers on the board. Can you tell us? What does your mom like me to do to her after you leave? Oops, messed that one up. I got a soundboard here. <laughs> Let's try that again. Let's see. Um. Okay, let's play the game. Okay, here we go. We surveyed 100 people. Top five answers on the board. Name one thing that your mom likes me to do to her late at night when you're gone. (laughs) I can't can't do it. Uh, Okay, maybe not. Uh, Maybe not that question. Maybe I'll edit that out. Maybe I won't. You know, there was probably only like six different sound effects on that show, and you knew exactly what every one of them meant, and they were all awesome. I don't know what that one meant. Okay, let's see if I can do one here. Introduction sound, duplicate answer. Oh, screw it. Let's do this instead. And now on the Mark Johnny Kilbasa podcast, it's time for the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the sausage shot here. We only got a couple more weeks left of the Game of Thrones. That means we only got a couple Game of Thrones minutes left. That's too bad. Seem to be doing them once every two weeks instead of once every week. It's hard maintaining this stuff when you wake up every other day and go, oh yeah, I'm doing a podcast. I'm going to double shot you again. Episode 7 and episode 8. Gonna miss it every time you get used to it. And oh, yeah, episode 8. Oh, we got a battle coming up. Or no, wait, episode 9. Damn, I really got two episodes left. 
All right, here we go. Episode 7. I haven't looked at this in a while. Hope I can do it. Shame. 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 Episode 7 of the Broken Man, somewhere in the Amish Shire of Deadwood. Al Swearingen built a tower. I'd quote Deadwood, but there's nothing suitable for radio. Who's that carrying wood? It's the hound. He's alive and he's motivated by hate. Meanwhile, in King's Landing, desire is not required, baby. Only patience. Marjorie slips Elena a note. The seed that with the sun's love in the spring becomes the rose. Meanwhile, in the north, John Sansa and Devils try to drum up an army. Win-win is in-in. Meanwhile, back in King's Landing, Elena cuts a heel promo on Cersei on her way out of town. I wonder if you're the worst person I've ever met. Ha! Meanwhile, in River Run, Bronze back and he's wearing eyeliner. The Frey boys swerve, killing Edmure, and Jamie puts a smackdown on him. Meanwhile, in Bear Island, the recruiting team picks up up 62 mormons woo meanwhile back at river run jamie draws the drawbridge and cuts a babyface promo on the blackfish meanwhile at the uh, castle of glover sansa pulls the bannerman card and whips meanwhile in our favorite penos whorehouse yards getting some of peer pressure and theon to drink meanwhile back in the interminable recruiting trail john wants a fight and sansa writes a letter back in the shire of deadwood al swearingen tells a shame story three riders show up and the hound chops more wood meanwhile in bravo sorry to throw some silver around takes to the bridge takes away it's nice takes a plunge and takes a stumble through town and back in the shire the hound chops branches and fails to notice all his friends are dead see ya shame 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 that's how you do it you can spend two hours doing a podcast talking about game of thrones you can just cram it all into one minute like johnny to the k johnny to the k and as if one wasn't enough and now on the johnny kielbasa podcast it's time for the game of thrones minute with Johnny Kilbasa. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce Martin. Uh, episode 8. Here we go. And I hadn't, this one has not been on the radio yet, so this is a sneak preview, although my podcast will probably come out after I do it on the radio. Abbreviated intro. Here we go. Shame. Episode 8. Shame. Shame. Episode 8. No one in Bravos. Lady Crane wins a Tony Award and finds Ari in her closet, takes her home, and feeds her heroin. Meanwhile, in the woods, a kissing lesson. B gets a beach nut and the hound's back, and everyone's in trouble. Marine while in Marine. Virus is leading on a secret mission. Did you happen to see the most famous dwarf in the world? Marine while in King's Landing. Cousin Lancel and his friends want Cersei in the set. Mountainstein chooses violence and shucks a brother's head like a corn cob. Meanwhile, outside River Run, Brienne and Pod reunite with Jamie and Bronn. Lesson number one assume everyone wants to hit you. And the Blackfish is still a dick. Meanwhile, at King's Landing, King Tommen forbids trial by combat. Uh oh, Cersei, cue the reins of Casimir. Marine while back in Marine, Tyrion wants a vineyard of his own. And oh crap, Marine's getting attacked. Meanwhile, back outside of River Run, Jamie cuts a heel probo about sisters. Edmure crosses the moat and the Blackfish. The Blackfish lets Brianna Pot escape and goes down swinging. See a Blackfish. Marine, while back in Marine, all hell's breaking loose just in time for Khaleesi and Drogon to return. Meanwhile, in the Brotherhood without borders, uh, the Hound knows two out of three ain't bad. Beric Dondarrion and Thor Samir give a recruiting pitch and the Hound considers. Meanwhile, back in Bravos, Arya pulls the chasing from Matrix and a Schwarzenegger and Predator. Now the waste face is on the wall and Arya's no one, but now she's Arya and she's going home and Jock and Proves. Woo! Shame. Shame. <coughs> Shame. Oh, I'm going to miss doing those. I'm going to miss. Oh! <laughs> what is the best wrap up of Game of Thrones on the planet? Um, Is that Johnny Cabasa's Game of Thrones Minute? Let's see. You need 39 points. If 39 people said Johnny Kilbasa has the best Game of Thrones minute on the planet, you're going to the bonus round. Let's see. Johnny Kilbasa's on the dot. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yee-hoo-hoo.
We're going to the bonus round. But first, this word from Johnny Cobasa's T-shirt hut. Have you ever liked a T-shirt with writing on it? Well, why don't you buy my T-shirt? It's on my website, Johnny Kilbasa. Buy it for... A reasonable price and get a t-shirt that nobody else has it says if the cholesterol is high so am i except it says it in latin so no one will know what it means until they come up to you and go hey big boy what's that on your shirt and you'll say well let me show you sugar buy a t-shirt johnnycobasa.com thank you for the word from our sponsors all right. Where are we at here? 21 minutes. I've talked about cheese and done two Game of Thrones recaps. I'm, I'm pretty good right now. Pretty good with that. want to get this down. wonder where El Chapo is. Oh, we found We saw it. We heard El Chapo at the beginning of the show, didn't we? Doing the intro. He was born to be the intro man, the hype man for the family feud. And I don't, I, you know, the, the version of Family Feud that's out now is, I mean, it's nice, but it's so low budget. Back when Richard D was doing it, I mean, it was the biggest thing in prime time, and it was on for years, and their stage was huge. And when they had to walk from their carpeted, uh, I don't know what that thing is, countertop onto the carpet up to the double place where they had to buzz in you know it took them a while nowadays they're just like three feet away and they shoot that show in like a barn somewhere but back when richard dawson man you know the the suits the the kissing uh all those lucky women (laughs) rest in peace richard dawson so what else do i have to say i hate you and your stupid f- and your handicap thing. I, where I, I, what, I don't know what it is about people around me. Everyone has a handicap thing on their car, and none of these people are handicapped. I mean, they're just eating up all these handicap spots. Like, is it really going to kill you to have to walk an extra 30 feet into the store? No, you have to get a handicap sticker. Anytime I see somebody get out of a car in a handicap spot and they're walking normally i tackle them and then put them into the figure four leg lock right there until they tap 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 and then they get up and then they need that handicap spot that's what i'm talking about oh what's that what do you have to say about that grandma Somebody started playing guitar out of nowhere. I don't know about that. So I'm going to leave you for now. Just me and my mixer knob here. Up and down, up and down, in and out. Glad you were here. 
go to my damn website and buy a t-shirt. It's the best t-shirt on earth. Definitely the best t-shirt in Georgia and all the other surrounding states. So check me out on Twitter, Johnny Kielbasa. Check me out on the Mark Aram Show most nights of the week. Check me out right here. Check me out. Leaving your mama's back door. You know how it goes.